Welcome off the handle. I'm your host, Renal Preville, back with another episode for you guys. Over the weekend, we got to see some uh, wrestling payback on WWE uh, on Peacock. We got the chance to see that. Um, it was awesome. Uh, but I'm going to give you some AEW news. Well, it's already been talked about. Uh, Tony Khan, the owner of AEW. has released cm punk uh who thought that was it was it gonna happen he didn't seem happy um i was surprised he came back but he's, i guess he came back to fill his contract um he's had issues with the young bucks the elite um well tony khan um released a statement on tv saying that um he had to do what he had to do with the legal with the legal team and um, the committee, I guess, that had to decide if they're going to keep Punk because CM Punk was the guy, right? We, I feel CM Punk was riding that wave of when he left WWE before. The, when, after he left, did the pipe, the pipe bomb. Pipe bomb? Yeah, that's what it's called. The left Where he left his grievances, um, supposedly changed wrestling. No, it was just a moment of realism where that happens all the time in WWE. Sometimes... They put their real life into a show and they amp it up. That's what made him so cool because he looked like he was against the establishment, against the normal stuff that we love about C, uh, WWE uh, or hate about the WWE. He was the guy that exposed the WWE of all this crap that we hate. And he did his thing. Um, CM Punk, to me, never got that same wave. Like He, ne- he rode that wave. To our, our hearts to think that he's going to be the next thing. Um, he's going to be what he's preached himself to be, where he's I'm going to be there for the young guys, give them the opportunity. Um, I'm not going to be a Hulk Hogan. I'm not going to be the guy that all the attention's about me, me, me. I'm not going to do what's best for business. Yeah, no. He became exactly what he hated. All right. Um, he was that guy. He was not the. Uh, he was a guy that said he thought he was bigger than he was. Um, issues that he had with John Moxley, where Moxley kind of gave him an idea, and he's like, "I think it was a whole. It was right before their pay per view match. So allegedly, is that John Moxley was gonna beat him to a pulp and win a pay, win that match before the pay per view. So it's supposed to be a build up of a Rocky. This is allegedly. We don't know what the truth is." Um, is that it was going to be like how Rocky got beat up by Apollo in the first time in the first match, and then he came back and win the pay per view the next, or at least that's what they wanted CM Punk to do. He didn't want to do for best for business, so they had issues back then. Um, he had his issues with the elite. Um, we all know about that fight in the background that happened, and then recently, a couple of months, well, a couple of weeks ago, he had an issue with uh, Jungle Boy, or no, not Jungle Boy. I think his name is Jack Perry, uh, Luke Perry's son. Uh, yeah, Jungle Boy. That's his name, right? Yeah, it is Jungle Boy. So he had issues with him, and they got an, uh, apparently an issue. So Tony Khan finally like let CM Punk go. I think CM Punk wanted to leave. I, would he come back to uh, WWE? <sighs> with the amount of attention he has, he could come Vince will take anybody back if it's going to give him money. He's really not going to blackball you unless you like hurt people and you can't draw numbers. I think I mean, if CM, 
I think he can draw numbers, but CM Punk, the way he dogged WWE out, I'm pretty sure he got, even got sued when he did that Cabana podcast. I don't, it'd be hard because like there's so many people I thought would never come back to WWE. Like, um, you know, Bret Hart was always saying he's never coming back. Even Ric Flair said he's never coming back. Um, and he's done his appearance. I think, he you know, he said he would never come back as a wrestler because, you know, um, but like, it's hard to say never at the time. You might be mad. You might have some grievances, but money is money, bro. I, will he ever come back? I don't know. It's hard. That's a, it's a, that's a hard one. And like, I don't think WWE would like cave to the, sorry guys for that sound in the background. Um, I don't think WWE will cave to the, um, pressures of that, like, the stipulations that CM Punk would want. Cause like AEW, they have a way different wrestling schedule, especially when you're a top guy, um, you can do less dates and more pay-per-views where WWE don't really do that with a lot of their guys. There's some guys that take, can take time off. Like Roman Reigns could take some time off. Cause he is, he is the man recognize, acknowledge him. Um, and they're working on those guys, but like mid card guys or like Miz, Love the Miz. He's always going to be there every day. Uh, but I don't think see, they'll give that. And Brock. Brock can do whatever he wants because he's Brock fucking Lesnar. Um, I don't think they're going to have that type of schedule for CM Punk. And do you really have you guys actually enjoyed CM Punk matches? Because I've seen some of those um, botches that he's done. You know, they're not crazy. Um, they're not crazily bad. But I just feel like those matches that I would watch from CM Punk, I'm like, they weren't that good, bro. Like, it wasn't exciting. It wasn't like his go to sleep was kind of weak to me. Um, it didn't back in the uh, WWE. It was it was, it was a cool move because he stole it for um, Kente, but it just didn't seem like he was still had the same like passion in it. And you know, maybe he didn't. But like, oh my god, guys! I keep getting these updates. Stop updating shit. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it didn't seem like he really like liked being there. So maybe that came into his wrestling. Um, I know CM Punk. Um, you guys were really big fans of him back in the day. I never was. I liked him, but I never thought he was that cool. Um, he broke the internet when he did the pipe bomb, and that was interesting. But match wise, I always never really felt like he was that great. Um, even AEW, it was okay. Um, I don't know, like him having issues with the the staff, him making a big thing back in the day, saying that he's going to help all the the younger guys do all these things. It's about bad business in the back. It's like, all right, WWE has his issues. WWE has his issues. Uh, AEW can have his issues. Works, work sucks. No matter if you love your dream jobs, there's always going to be some stuff to it that sucks. I feel like CM Punk is the problem. It's like everywhere you go, you have an issue, and now you're having physical altercations. And it's like, all right, man, like I get it. There's sometimes I wanted to punch my boss or my coworkers in the face. I didn't do that because one, uh, I didn't want to get, <laughs> I didn't want to lose my jobs. But like everyone wants to like attack someone at work, you know. Uh, eh. Don't let me let me not say that. But sometimes people do make you mad. You just as an adult, you don't do that. 
in a wrestling business is a little harder way. Uh, it's not they don't have an HR department like a normal office does. They do have an HR department, but um, I don't know the exact altercation that like what made Jungle Boy and um, CM Punk uh, fight, but for it to be like a habitual thing, like you fighting the elite, you fighting um, Jungle Boy, you having issues with the writing staff. Well, there's no real writing staff at AEW, but with management and this, like you got to go. And uh, Tony Khan did the right thing because I felt CM Punk has become dead weight. Um, you know, who am I to say anything about wrestling? Cause I'm, I never was a wrestler. Uh, never like a, I mean, I try to do wrestling. I, you know, I've gone to some training and stuff like that. I wasn't good at it, but I never got to the level and ever could get to the level that CM Punk has. Most of us that listen <laughs> will never be the guys that we love to criticize, but we could, uh, we can call a spade a spade, man. Cause it just seemed like he's the problem. And like, Tony Khan had to let the guy go, and I'm I'm kind of glad that they did that. Like, he could do the indies, uh, pick up some shows, go back to Ring of Honor. Maybe just I think he should. I feel like he's trying to be the locker room leader, that, and no one wants him. Like, no one wants him to be the locker room re- leader because they don't like him. Like a guy like Undertaker, he's respected in the game. Like Undertaker says something, it goes. He sees both sides. He he says, like, this is good. This is bad. Um, for my impression of what people talk about with CM Punk, it's me, 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 me. He gives you the Hulk Hogan type of, like, locker room leader where it's like, that's not, I'm not going to do that, bro. That's not best for business, bro. That's not going to work. And I don't feel like he really, really wanted to uplift these guys. He just wanted to be the man. And we could say the about Kenny Omega, the elite, they gave guys opportunities. They were always kind of like winning on top, but they also put in like five star matches and they was putting got young guys, making them look good. Um, and CM Punk wasn't that person. Uh, he's a difficult person to deal with, I think. And, you know, it's probably best that he does. They take their separate ways and finally let him go. Um, I doubt that CM Punk is going to be hurting for money at all. And I don't think he's probably cares that he's uh, let go. I don't think he sees himself as a problem either. You know, you guys let me know. We're talking about it on the, the Twitter. Uh, hit me at superkick uh, OTH and let me know what you guys feel about CM Punk's firing. Um, we'll go into the paperback pay-per-view. Uh, to me, that pay-per-view for WWE payback was good. But the like, the uh, main event was Shinsuke Shinsuke versus Seth freaking Rollins was good, but it wasn't Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. That match should have been the pay per view or the the main event. That match was amazing. Um, a lot of interference from Zoe Stark. Uh, it took it gave it gave stories. It gave some like some scary spots where you saw Trish Stratus taking a suplex from the top of the cage at 47 years old, my back hurting right now. Just thinking of it. It was an amazing match. You saw her do some of uh, her, uh, the bulldog from the top, from the top of the, the turnbuckle. You saw some like really cool um, uh, little spots that they put together. Um, I thought it was a good, like one of those like 
I want to say Goliath. Um, and uh, who would be Goliath? David and Goliath type of match. It would just give you more of those like, all right, you take a suplex. I take a suplex. Or I think I'm going to win this. Then you get some interference from Zoe Starks. And it was just like, honestly, I didn't know where it was going to go. I didn't think Trish was definitely not going to win it because, you know, legends don't really like do that. A legend comes in, you get defeated because you're trying to put that rub onto the actual star that's staying there. But it looked like there's parts where I like thought Trish was really going to win the miss this this match. Um, uh, you can actually go on uh, YouTube and find that uh, uh, a fan before the match start. This is why I love Trish. Is a fan said to uh, like that was like on the in the front row said to Trish, "You're going to lose this match." And Trish comes up to his runs up to him and says, "Shut the fuck up!" and goes back into her star her star mode and gets into the match. And if that isn't the biggest heel move, like that shit, that had me like happy as hell to see that. That made me like, oh, this is Trish Stratus. This is the the woman that I remember from my my youth from SmackDown. She was really, she was, that was pretty ballsy. Uh, and you can even see that fan like, what? I thought I could say anything I want. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, I feel like that the story between Trish and Becky's over, but um, you know her protege is still uh, Zoe Stark. Um, at the end of the match, um, Trish is telling her to get the fuck out of uh, the ring, get out of the ring, and you know Zoe's upset and it's like takes her thank you Trish shirt off and throws it at her and it's like wait I, everything I've done for you and then she hits her with her Zoe three hundred and sixty move knocks Trish out and I was like oh are they gonna do something with that or is that was a weird ending if they don't do any storyline between Zoe and Trish after that. Because I'd be like, uh, how we end that on a period? But, you know, that was a decent match. Uh, that was a great match. Um, what it, I felt was a decent match was the um, the special referee match with John Cena, The Miz, and L.A. Knight. I, okay. It was a good match. Um, it was all right. It was nothing to me that was you know, that stood out. Um, I like L.A. Knight. I like that his charisma, um, his wrestling moves are they're good. There's just something he's just so like to me. He looks. Who am I gonna? Who am I to say this? He just looks big and awkward. And like I love the Miz. Uh, the Miz can always go. He can always do be there. Be the legs. Be the the face. Takes takes the punishment but like i didn't feel like that was a star match it was a good middle match for me um the star of the match to me was john cena because there's a lot of like um la night versus um the miz where they're about to like hit each other but one person ducks ducks and they're about to hit john cena but they can't hit the, the referee because once you hit the referee it's disqualification so there's a lot of those type of stuff going on in that match good storytelling for that aspect of it L.A. Knight ends up taking the win, and right at the end, um, when there's John Cena and L.A. Knight at the top of the Tigatron, and they're holding each other, like they look like they're they're discussing, like, are they gonna fight? Are they gonna have a match? And it's pretty much John Cena giving L.A. Knight the rub, like Hulk Hogan gave the Rock the rub, like they hold it, the Hulk Hogan at the end of his match holds up the Rock's hand to let you guys know this is a new guy. Um, the Rock did that to John Cena. 
and John Cena is doing that for LA Knight, sharing you guys this is the next locker room. No, I mean not locker room leader, but he's going to be the next guy. All right. Um, okay. Didn't didn't really care for it. Um, LA Knight is a is a, a good wrestler. He's going to be the next thing. Um, but you know I feel like they need to elevate his matches. Get him an Intercontinental title. Get him into the picture of the United States title. Something like that. Um, the United States title, Ray Mysterio taking another win off of Austin Theory. Uh, wait, I think it just is he Theory now? No, it's still Austin Theory. Uh, taking another win, LA, the uh, LWO taking a, taking a belt, taking him back. Um, there's a lot of rumors that uh, the uh, LWO is going to betray him. Like, they're definitely going to be some like Santino versus Rey Mysterio. And I feel like that's going to be good because, you know, Ray's getting a little older there, you know, still can go, still can do some amazing um, moves, hit that 619 on you. But, you know, I feel like that'd be a good little uh, for a younger guy if the LA Knight, uh, not sorry, <laughs> I just kept, I kept talking about LA Knight so much. I just like just thought about him again. But I feel for the LWO, if they give it to Santino, like, like, that'd be like a good way. Cause, you know, when you guys remember when um, uh, the nation, it was really Farouk's team. And then, you know, it started looking like it's going to be the Rocks team. You know, they've always, I like, that's the best way of getting your younger uh, wrestlers the look where the older guy, the main leader is pushed aside, betrayed or kicked out. Uh, you know, it happened with the Judgment Day. So it, it, it always looks better when a, a younger guy takes over from that aspect. Um, so, you know. Ray Mysterio taking another win, taking that victory. Um, you know, love that for him. Uh, with a tag team match where it was a, a, a Judgment Day beating uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Uh, great match. Uh, no disqualification. There was definitely some, like, shout-outs to Terry Funk uh, doing some, like, hardcore stuff. Uh, uh, the scene where they pretty much are, like, the, the camera's on the Judgment Day where it's on um, – uh, Damien Priest, uh, 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 Ray Mysterio's son, uh, Damien, and uh, did, did I say Damien? Yeah, Damien Priest, um, uh, Finn Balor, and uh, who did I say? And Don, um, the, the camera's on them while they, they threw Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn over, and the, the camera's on them, and it's like they're just discussing what they're gonna do. And then you just see the the camera goes back to them, and they're in the Pittsburgh Steelers like hockey gear. Like, how quickly did they put those stuff off? That was amazing, guys. That was hilarious. <laughs> I love that they did that for those guys. It was that was just funny. And then they start uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens start beating the crap out of uh, <laughs> the Judgment Day. Um, unfortunately, the Judgment Day end up winning the titles. You know. Um, taking the undisputed titles of both SmackDown and Raw titles. Um, why do they have two belts? We get it. They have the titles on both brands. Can we just unify it now? Can we get a unified title? Like the two belt thing is cool after a while, but like, come on, man. You can't be SmackDown and Raw and have the undisputed titles and keep tar- carrying two titles. That's It's cool for that when it, they first did that, but like, come on, let's let's combine the belts let's get them one belt that has to be heavy after a while you know 
So Judgment Day taking all the belts. They are the champions. We are the champions of the world. Judgment Day. Everybody got a title. Uh, Rhea Ripley got a title. Title. Damon. Uh, is his name Damon? D- Dominic. Why am I saying Damien? Damien is Damien Priest. Yeah. Ronald. Dude, I got to do some paperwork. <laughs> uh you know, it's uh, Damian Priest. Uh, we got uh, Finn Balor. We got uh, Dominic. Everybody got a title. You know, Dominic has the North American title. Uh, and also, Damian Priest still has the money in the bank. What is he going to do with that? Is he, he's not going to go against Roman. He has to go against Seth. That's the only thing that makes sense for me right now. Um, that's the only thing that makes sense. Um, also, with a Rhea Ripley match versus um, Raquel. Um, two powerhouse uh, competitors. Great match. Great, um, great, uh, great, great sense of strength. They were uh, no one looked weak in that match, and I love that they didn't make Raquel look weak. Didn't make uh, um, uh, the match was just a fun match to watch. It's two strong, strong, beautiful wrestling like goddesses that like made the match. I like some of the interferences that. Uh, Dominic did where Raquel just beat the crap out of him a little bit or just scared him off. Um, you know, it was a good match. I like it was a, a five star match to me. <laughs> you know, uh, I didn't think they were the title was going to go to Raquel, Raquel, um, especially off a of payback. I feel like if they're going to do give her a title, they need to give her a title on a, like a WrestleMania event or something like that. And uh, yeah, uh, mommy's going to keep that belt for a little while, ain't she? Um, Real quick, after that, uh, Judgment Day, thank you guys are a, a, a team that's going to take it over, uh, take it over wrestling right now. But please unify that belt, guys. Um, but I want to say this. The Intercontinental title, what? Why is that not being defended anymore? Walter, love the guy. His slaps hurt you through the chest. They hurt, you, hurt your chest while you're watching somebody else on TV getting it. Uh, those chops are those sound effects are just like amazing, but why is that not on a pay-per-view? Why did not Ch- Chad Gable not get that opportunity? Like I'm, I'm going to do some research and find out why. <laughs> uh, Cause I know Vince's number by per like, no, I know him by like, on a first name basis. So I have his number. I can definitely call him and try to make that happen. Uh, sarcasm. What that title has not been defended the best to me. The intercontinental title doesn't really get any shine. I know Walter's doing his best with it, but it's like you kind of forget that's all on the product anymore. You know, is that just me? But the Seth freaking Rollins match, um, I knew that was going to get turned over. I know Shinsuke was going to take it. The storyline between uh, him and Shinsuke about his back, um, the storyline, uh, there was a lot of like um, him doing not doing back moves. There is some truth to it that he has some back issues, allegedly. Um, but there was like, I love that there was, he was about to do a suplex with Shinsuke and he's like, no, let me not do that because it's going to hurt my back. Storytelling guys. If he would have done that, it would have made no sense. And the match would have been over. So he ends up doing, um, uh, hurricane Arana still hurt his back, but he was like, it didn't hurt him as much match was, uh, a decent match. But like I said, it should have been for me, it should have been, uh, earlier in the match it should have been early in the pay-per-view it uh becky lynch 
and Trish match should have been the main event. I don't care what you guys say. I don't care if you want to fight me over it. I feel like that should have been the the main event. I thought it was better than most of the card. All right. So anyway, guys, um, you let me know what you guys think. Watching payback uh, pay-per-view was for the first time in a long time. Uh, I'm going to be doing more episodes for you guys. We'll talk a little bit more about wrestling. A little bit. I would talk about some Real Housewives because I got to watch that as well this weekend. But uh, <laughs> that'll be another episode, guys. Um, but yeah, payback or pay-per-view was pretty decent. I don't know what the next one we got. Um, I can't wait for WrestleMania. Like that's is we got a few more months. For, well, we got a while for WrestleMania, but like that is what I'm looking forward to. I think the next one, uh, SummerSlam already happened. Uh, what's the next pay-per-view? Let's see. Um, let's see. WB next pay-per-view. Let's see. Next pay-per-view. Uh, Survivor Series. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Survivor Series. Um, I think that will probably what we're going to probably finally finish out the storyline between the bloodline, or are we going to get, we're going to push that all the way to WrestleMania. Um, you know, that's going to be pretty nice to see. Uh, we got fast lane. Uh, we got fast lane after that. WWE pay-per-views. Let's see. I think we have a few. Let's see what we got. Uh, Survivor Series is the next one, like I already said. Uh, Starcade, that's the NXT. Uh, Fastlane. We got the Royal Rumble, like, in October. So, we, we got we got some time before the next... Uh, we got some time before the WrestleMania. Uh, when is Damian Priest going to cash in that that briefcase? Like, he can't hold it for a whole year, can he? He can. He can do whatever he wants. He's, he's the money, Mr. Money in the Bank, but you got to at least cash it in before the next Money in the Bank. Um, and I definitely going to think it's going to be against him versus um, he won't be the first person to cash in a belt and then end up losing it. I hope he doesn't cash it in for the United States title because I know uh, Austin Theories did that. And I felt like that was cool, but like, it used to be if you're going to cash in the money in the bank, it's for the big title. It's for the the heavyweight title. For you go, no disrespect to the United States title at all, but I feel like that's kind of like, that's not what it was for. You cash it in after the main, for the, the heavyweight title, when the person is hurt, where you got the opportunity on being the new champion after they just went through a grueling match. Speaking of that, um, uh, uh, where is Bianca Belair? Like, I know she got hurt. Or, is she hurt or is she just taking some time off? What's going on with that? Can't wait to see her back in the into the fold. Um, can't wait to see that. Um, again, Damian Priest cashing that cash in. Whoa, wait, if he wins, if he cashes it in for the heavyweight title, he'll be the heavyweight champion, the world heavyweight champion. And oh wait, no, it's undisputed. Universal champion, excuse me. He'll be the universal champion. And the tag team champion, the undisputed tag team champion. 
or one half. That'd be awesome. Then that's all the belts. That's literally all the belts. They need, you know what? That's what they should do. WWE Judgment Day should have North the. Uh, that's what he should have because since Rey Mysterio has a United States Championship and uh, Dominic has a United or uh, the North. No, Dominic has a the North American title. His father has the United States title. That's what they need to do is have him take over the take over the United States title. Have Damian Priest take the Intercontinental title. Have Damian. Uh, no, uh, Finn Balor takes over the uh, Intercontinental title. Have Damian Priest takes the World Heavyweight title, and then have Rhea Ripley have her woman's title, but then take over a tag team, add another woman to the Judgment Day, then really take over all the titles. I want to see that. All right, guys, I'm your boy, Renan Preville. You guys have been listening to Off the Handle. Thank you guys for listening to me again. I'm going to be back with more and more episodes for you guys, more wrestling, get back to the roots. And uh, thank you for listening. Have a good day. Bye. Oh, thank you.